Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. What's the most resilient parasite? Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'm going to be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk. It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? <laughs> bro. What's We're up, here. Bro? We're here. Yeah. Thanks to Will Ortner, ass. What? Well, they were canceling shows, and then Will got all gung-ho and decided to drive in at 9 in the morning in his, like, 88 Accord. And then, like, the, the boss Wait, was like... you don't want to do a show? And then Will was... I guess the boss was like, well, if Will can make it, everyone else can. So now here we are. That's re- what happened today? Yeah, yeah. The boss was sending emails like he, he had canceled, so morning was no-go. Uh, during spray, yeah. we're not going anywhere. Yeah. This morning was sketchy. I broke my ass this morning about 8.30, I woke up, and, and the, the dog had to go outside to go to the bathroom. So I opened the door for him. He goes cruising outside, uh, not a big fan. He asses out. So the big fella just wipes on the patio. And I feel bad for him because now he's, like, in a state of panic. He can't get up. So, of course, now I have to go out to try to help him because, like, he's – I'm like, uh, I don't want him to, like, blow out a knee or something. So I go out to help him. And you see what happens there. I go down, and I go down hard. And that started the day off. I mean, it was – Every, it was just a sheet of ice everywhere. And so the boss was like, hey, no morning show, and this isn't going to thaw out in time, so no afternoon show. We'll make a decision on primetime at noon. And here comes Will, uh, like, oh, no, no, I, guys, I, I drove in at 9 in the morning. He's out there, you know, Klondike Will Ortner, and he shows up, and the boss is like, well, if Will can make it, and then Dusty got guilted to come in, and now here we are. What? That, I, I didn't know that's how that that's went That's how down. that went down. Well, I got out of my driveway just fine. <laughs> like, I have no... I mean, if the show were canceled, I'm not going to lie, it probably wouldn't have shown up, but still, I mean, I, yeah. I had no problem getting here. Yeah. It's not the, bad. The worst think. part, honestly, of getting here was the my the, the car to the, the front door. Yeah. That is the by far the most treacherous part of my journey was getting from my front door to get into my car, because we have the, the, the driveway... Because you had to break up the ice. I warmed up my car for 20 minutes. Didn't even make a dent in the ice. So now I'm holding on to, like, the, the handle of the car as I'm trying to chip away ice. And I'm doing, like, this, uh, like, Daffy Duck Roadrunner slippery foot movement. So I've, that took me, like, 20 minutes. So once I got the ice off, then I was fine. And then you get here and park. And if there's security video out there, y- you would have thought I was a newborn, like, fawn. There is. Yeah. It probably took... I was doing the... Wide stance, hands out wide in what I like to call the Boeing maneuver here. The 737 Max trying not to blow out a door. And I probably went no more than six inches at a time. And just my my feet never left the ground. It was a scoot slide. And then I encountered the curb. And let me tell you something. That was a challenge. By far the worst part coming in was was the walk. It's granny shuffle for me. Yes, yeah, I'm pretty good at it. Except the the granny shuffle is more, I think, a, a, a like like a bathroom like a cheek clench. This was a very wide sumo stance. There's Klondike. Look at look at 
Klondike. He's rubbing it in your face. Yeah, like, hey, crying he's like, cry me a river. Yeah, well, when you have nothing to lose and your car's worth six cents, you can go out and take <laughs> risks. Like, if Suk you has an expensive car. If if Will dies, no one a cares. Bronco for a reason there, bud. It's got four-wheel <laughs> drive. If I can get my Toyota Camry in here, you can get in, too. Quit your bitching. Some of us have things to lose, <laughs> unlike Will. <laughs> oh, you do not. Come on, let's do a show. I was going to walk. Go. I was going to walk in. <laughs> you, you, well, that's you gonna do the. Uh, I was gonna walk. What did the uh, yeah, the, the cross country schools? Yeah. Well, there really? was th- this uh, yeah. uh, about noon to one o'clock. Uh, my son was getting dressed, and I was like, "Where the hell are you going?" And so next thing I know, he, he's he's just he's heading outside, and I just look out the window, and I wasn't aware of what was happening, but I see him out the front window, and he's got his ice skates on, and he's just cruising up and down the block. <laughs> son of a gun's out there ice skating in the middle of our street. I was like, well, that's yeah, happening. Normally, you got to pay for that. Yeah, yeah. He was a little upset that uh, he didn't, I was like, because it had started to melt. Uh, he's, I'm like, you should have gone out last night. You could have done laps. This didn't melt fast enough for me. No. I'm not too happy about that. No. Well, the snow in general wasn't even that great. It wasn't fun snow. It was like no. very- we, we didn't get any snow at my telling. place. Oh, we didn't? just got straight ice. Oh, we had a bunch of snow, but it was, you know, it's just so cold. It just kind of, it reminded me of Kansas yeah. in the winter. It just sits there and it's cold and you can't do anything in it. Like, um, Schultz, he said, <laughs> see it drifting on the highways. Yeah. Like it's that's, just, that's, it's just ugh. effing cold. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, it was supposed to, you know, hit like 45 today. I don't think it did, but it's, it's certainly above freezing because yeah. it's melting, but it's just not melting fast enough. I'm not happy about it. No, but I think, I don't think I we're got ge- golf to play. I don't, <laughs> good luck with that. I don't think we're getting below. You think I won't make my tea time tomorrow? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think we're going to get below freezing, but we're not. We're not like soaring at any temperatures tonight. So there's not tonight. Not but tonight. As you know, I have a meteorologist neighbor. Yeah. Who is worried? I saw him today, and he is worried that it's going to freeze over again. Yeah, hell. Thursday night, Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. That's what he said. That's no good. He's worried yeah. because the cold is coming back. Yeah. Not the butt cold. Yeah. Just the semi butt cold, semi like a cheek cold, you know, not low thirties, not a double cheeker, but you know, well, that's like I kept it's waiting rough out there. I kept waiting for the temperature to rise, and I kept sitting at like thirty one, thirty two, and I was like, this ain't melting off. So I'm like, well, let's let's do this anyways. Let's go. But I'll tell you what, dude, but you fall on that ice, I feel that. I got a I got like a hip shoulder thing that's not like there's no good way to fall on ice. Like it's not a graceful fall. Always looks bad. Yeah. And like you're in and, and it's like in the morning you're letting the dog out, so you're just like in a pair of shorts and that's it. You're barefoot, you got Ooh. no shirt on. It's just it's not it's not you good. get red ass too. Yeah. It's and not you know, good. Uh, Rop actually almost watched me fall. Yeah. <laughs> Coming well, into Schultz the and I were walking today. in, shuffling in at the yeah, same time. Yeah. He has shorts on today. Well, Schultz's that guy. Schultz's going He's Mariner the... <laughs> pullover, short sleeve Mariner pullover, and cargo shorts. Well, how long were we outside? What three, four minutes? The the well, amount and, of time it took to walk into yeah. the doors. And to be fair to Schultz, what if he gets stuck stuck in the uh, the snow? He needs those cargo those cargo pockets. That probably carries valuable sort of resources. He's got like a ham sandwich in there. There's like some batteries. Maybe some matches in case, you know, some fishing line. Like, it's a survival sort of situation. I'm just the Michael Scott survival guy where I'll cut off my pant legs and just wear them on my hat as my head so I can have shorts. Yeah. Hey, man, you got to be ready to go. There you go. Yeah, see, uh, I, I've got two answers to your question. You're like, well, I'm just walking inside. Well, there's a couple problems with that. One, okay. uh, what if you get stuck in your car out in the in the wild? That is a good and point. And you got to get out and walk or you got to get out and yeah. shovel like, you don't want to be doing that in shorts, bruh. No, but if you go look in my, I, I got a set of, like, sweatpants in the night, like a big heavy jacket in my, like, in my oh, trunk you keep area. Back just up for close. this. Just, yeah, right next to the chains, just All in right. case that ever happens. Okay. I'm right. prepared. I even got, like, those That's crappy, good. you know, those, like, the little food bars that aren't actually food? Like, I've got survival food in my car in case wow. I'm trapped. Okay. So. You know, and then again, he can put it in the cargo pockets, and if he needs to trek, he treks. You know, I'm, he's, he's, he's ready to go. He's like a little stubby Bear grills. Forget what my other. I had another point there, but I lost it. <laughs> it happens. It's just know. cold. I get it. Yeah, it's butt cold. Yeah. Out there. Oh, and it, well, I guess the other one is if you fall, you're, you know, your little bear, little bear calves are out there. I mean, that on is the, on the ice, bro. Regardless of your pants, you got to wear good shoes in this. You can't just go like tennies out in this weather because your your toes will get soaked very. I got quickly. my flippies on. <laughs> I got my flippy floppies. Rap uh, is he's, he's going out on the boat later on. He's got his, his deck shoes. Man, 
Yeah, this weather, it's just no good. Although, nice three, four days of uh, doing nothing. Yeah, literally. I don't know about you. Yeah, just you, you kind of hold up. And... So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all the same day. Yeah. Two football games, yep. all at the same time. Yep. The you amount know, of bottle of wine opened all at the same time. Well, and, yeah. and I was fighting off a, uh, I was fighting off a little cold. I had a little sinus strep thing going yeah, on. Baby. So, uh, you know, my philosophy when I get sick is uh, I hit the medicine hard. The amount of hazy uh, Nyquil slash Robitussin slash codeine uh, naps that I took while watching football, it was glorious. I had like three days that were it all just kind of blended into one. I don't really know what happened. I fell asleep Friday night about 9.45, and I feel like I woke up about Tuesday. Well, let's go let's go about 10, 10.30. Uh, I kind of regained consciousness. It was, uh, was kind of wonderful. It was nice. Taking inventory here. Anybody lose any power? No, no power. Thank God, no. No one around me, although uh, when I was driving out, because I didn't, when I, I was driving out today, I hadn't been out in, in a day or two. Uh, about two blocks from me, someone is uh, going to need a new front of their house. We had one of those. Tree? Yeah, like right through the middle of it. Big old, because, you know, we, we I probably have two, you know, 100-foot trees in my yard, and, and it's pretty common around where I'm at. And uh, yeah, maybe two blocks down from me. I'm not going to say it was one of the 100-footers, but you're probably looking at a good 50, 60-foot tree, completely uprooted, ball, and right through the front of the house, and it was... Uh, Anybody die? I don't think so. I mean, I didn't see... There was no ambulance, no nothing, although it is an old, so I... Is, is there an old... I, I assume that someone was aware of what had happened and authorities and all that. I don't know, but it Man, was it was rough. That's a, that's like one of my irrational fears. Well, two people have died. Oh, I know. Uh, it happens and, every year. Yeah, uh, with, with trees falling off. Well, you, look, you just go outside and look around. We got all these big trees. Yeah. You look around, you look up at the top of those things, man. Yep. It's spooky. It's like, uh, well, that's how some- you, you look at it and you go, how is that not coming down on my head? Well, someone said PGE uh, here, Lake Oswego is destroyed. Yeah, you go up into some of those places where it's like every street is just lined with trees. Yeah, Lake O. It's, yeah. a, it's a war zone. Like I, but, The people were posting videos of people trying to get out of their neighborhood, and it literally looked like a natural disaster. What makes me feel better is... You know, some of those trees, there's one particularly in our neighbor's backyard that's enormous. Yeah. And it hangs over our house like the sword of Damocles. Yeah. But somebody made a good point. They said, you know, for that tree to be that big, mm-hmm. imagine the amount of weather yeah, it's, it's been through. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that makes me feel better. It does for me, too. I also think it might kill my neighbor and not us. Well, but then see, it's and not better ju- him than us. <laughs> you got you to gotta determine which way it's going to tip. Yeah. Oh, totally. You're like, well, well believe me, we've studied it. Blowing. Yeah, that is mine because, like I said, I've I've got two that if they came down, I would. I mean, I, I don't. It would obliterate my house. And one is like right lined up right with the bedroom. Like when I look out the bedroom yeah. uh, sliding door, you can always line it up to your bedroom. Yeah, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah. yeah. But mine is I've never. We've had two lesser trees that have broken over the eight years that I've lived there, but those weren't monsters. Those were decent sized trees, maybe thirty feet, thirty five feet. And both of those have had to be cut down because they're older trees and they've just split and we've got rid of them. The two big ones, I'm not really worried about coming down, but the limbs on those, because those have where I like the Widowmakers come down and some of those limbs are enormous. And there's one that happened just this time that snapped, but the other limbs are keeping it up. So I know I got to get someone up there to clean it out because it's probably 30 feet up. But there's probably a limb that's, I don't know. I mean, it's... You couldn't put your hands around it, and it's probably 15, 20 feet long, and it's now completely snapped off, and only the other mm. branches are holding it up. Mm. And that kind of freaks me out, because when does that thing come down? Well, you need to get up there and get that out of there. Well, I, I'm not getting up Let's there. Get and you get... up there. <laughs> put on your climbing shoes. <laughs> Some, someone needs to get up there and, and, and get that one out. I'm not... Yeah, we're, we're not... Call an arborist. Yeah, we're not... Uh, I'm guessing they're a little busy right now. Yeah, I read somewhere where there's like, I think, well, no, I, I know what it was. It was on the news, and they were showing this big, giant tree that uprooted from this foresty area and landed on somebody's house. Yeah. And they they reported to us that a crew from Salt Lake was coming in to remove that tree. Because there's just not enough people up here? Yeah. Well, imagine, and look, I'm... I'm not trying to, to claim any uh, shadiness on the part of these companies, but I got to believe that there is some uh, 
let's say supply and demand or uh, price gouging going on, I got to believe that this, if you want someone to come out and timely remove some branches or whatnot, I'm guessing that that's going to cost you. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that's time and a half right now. You think people are like, hey, I got an extra five grand if you'll come out tomorrow kind of thing, like putting those offers out right now. I would assume. Yeah. Like if you're out in Laco and you got a little scratch, yep. I'm guessing you can. Remember when they had all those fires and the Kardashians were like hiring off-duty <laughs> yeah, firefighters? firefighters? Yeah, from other states. Yeah. They were like calling up people from like- Private call- firefighters. Yeah, and being like, hey guys, uh, interested in coming and hanging out at my place and uh, doing some firefighting? You know, meanwhile, everyone around them is burning down, but their house is safe and sound because they have their own private fire department. Look, it it pays to have money. <laughs> it's, it pays to have money. Yes, it does. I'm going to that lake. Dude, I'm I, not going to that lake today. That that branch up in my tree, that thing isn't going anywhere. My guess is probably for a couple of weeks until someone can get out there. All right, well, uh, we lost power. What is today? Wednesday. God, it's Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah, because we had no show Monday over the uh, old uh, MLK holiday, and then Tuesday was the uh, the icy house, and then today, Saturday we had lost power early it, in the day. Yeah, right before Texans. I'm all fired up. I got my Texans hat on. Yeah, let's go Texans. Who'd they play? <laughs> You're like, let's see. Who here. are they playing? We had the Texans versus that would be the Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah, the Browns. Yeah. So I got all fired up because that. that was the Deshaun Watson trade bowl. Yeah, and then I. Uh, I sat down to watch it, or well, a couple hours before it started, we lose power. I told my wife, "I go, hunker down, babe. <laughs> it's going to be a long time." <laughs> I figured it would just be days. Yeah, two hours. Oh, that's great! Thank God. Flipped on about twelve forty-five. Game starts at one thirty. Crack open a bottle of wine. Good for the rest of the weekend. That's fantastic. We got really lucky. Yeah, there were a bunch of people that were trying to head out to hotels, and those Are were getting all booked me? up because people didn't have people yeah. obviously didn't have heat and Crazy. all that. Yeah, thank God. My wife and I, uh, we had power, and we do have a fireplace to huddle in front of, but lots of Pinot was drank this weekend, that's for sure. Hell yeah. Well, it was a Tully's weekend for me. <laughs> we deserved it. We did deserve it. Actually, we didn't. No, we didn't earn that I know one. No, I don't. I mean, I not need really. To work harder. We just had vacation, <laughs> but I'll take it. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I was ready to truck in on foot and do the show today. I was yeah. so excited. Yeah. I can't say that I was uh, that. Uh, you fired uh, up. I think you we know. know your dedication level. Hey, hey, I got here. You made it. I got here. I don't know why we're on TV. People stop asking us that. We're not on TV? Oh, we're not on TV. Okay. I don't know why we're not on TV. I, I don't know. Never ask us that. Uh, we, I, we know nothing. I was told to announce that our YouTube uh, show will be posted afterwards. We are having what? some internet issues in the studio, so we are not on live streaming. Oh, my streaming God. On we're not right on now. anything. Oh, no. we're on. God. We're on. Are we on the radio? Look, we it, are. An Odyssey station. If Jesus. if we're not on YouTube and Aaron Andrews isn't here, what the hell What's is the, the point? point? What is the point? I'm going home. I'm we're not on YouTube. Home. We're not on TV. We're on the radio, but no one is out there. No. Why are we here? I'm with you. The, Let's get out of here. The app. It's Ladies and gentlemen, all about thank you. The app. We will talk to you tomorrow. This has been Isaac and Sue. <laughs> 1080 Tune in uh, next to see if we come back. Are we bluffing? Oh, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Let's, let's find out together. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, well, we didn't leave. We were bluffing. We were just kidding. We're here to talk sports with you today. I tried to. I couldn't make it out to my car. I kept falling down. <laughs> my ass is sore, but I'm back in the seat now. It's a Wednesday program. How <laughs> about it, that? Doesn't feel like a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Here's our poll question today. It's on uh, X at 1080 The Fan, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, family business, helping families for over 60 years, AAAIAQ.com. Before we get to the NFL playoffs, I believe uh, what I have down here is the NFL playoff pepitas. All right. Let's go. I'm excited about that. Uh, This will be about the uh, college football coaching carousel. Uh, Today we're asking you, which coach will be at his new job the longest? Kalen DeBoer at Alabama, (laughs) Jed Fish at Washington, or Brent Brennan at Arizona? I think the answer for me is uh, Arizona. I think Brennan ends up there. Vote in, vote hard. Well, he's already there. I know. I'm just saying. I I think DeBoer's out in three to four years, and... Dude, Fish has a track record. Even said as much in his press conference when he denied, like he he wouldn't answer the question. Does he want to be there long term? You know he wants to be an NFL guy. Oh, he does. I, yeah, he even said like his dream is to go someplace where he can win a national title or win a Super Bowl. Like he's he, wait till Billy Napier gets fired at Florida, which will be in a year or two, and he'll be down at Florida. He's not long there. So the answer to me, the only one that, and by the way, if if he does a great job down in Arizona, Brennan will be gone too. Um. That's but, what I think. I think he could be out of there faster because two I, good seasons, and I, he's probably the hot name. I think DeBoer gets canned within three years. I think he is up against it. I think he is walking into an absolute buzzsaw. And I, I think Fish, by the way, when when we uh, were on the air last week and it, we, we found out that, that DeBoer was leaving, what did I say? Get on an airplane to Arizona and don't leave till Jed Fish comes. Whatever it takes, get him there. It was the best Washington could do. Um, and they're up against it too. Like, and, and Michigan, by the way, is going to be as well when Harbaugh leaves. The way the system works now, and look, I'm not here to debate whether or not the, the system is is broken, you know, it, because it obviously is. And I'm not whining about UW, I'm not whining about Alabama, none of that. But when you lose your coach at this point, when the transfer portal is closed, your entire roster has 30 days to leave. And you can't go out and get anyone else. The portal's shut. So anyone that's in the portal that's worth a damn already has a spot. So when you look at Alabama, like Alabama right now is absolutely decimated. And pay attention, the same thing with Washington. I think Washington, if I'm not mistaken, between the NFL and the transfer portal, they don't have a single starter coming back from a team that played for the championship. And pay attention when you're talking about the portal. Like when you hear Georgia you know, has 20 guys in the portal, two of those guys even play. Remember that in any program that's worth a damn, a third of their roster is being unrecruited by their coaching staff. They want them gone. Oregon wants people to enter the portal because they're trying to bring in better players. But when you lose, when you're UW and you lose your best returning corner, when you lose your three best returning offensive linemen, when you lose your best safety, when you lose when you lose every quarterback you have, like that's not that's not something that you can replace in the portal. Alabama lost a freshman All-America tackle. They lost their three best DBs to the NFL. Their two second best DBs, including their best young one, to the portal. Their entire receiving core is gone. And I don't care if it's Alabama or UW. Those aren't just easily made up. Like, we sit there and talk about the portal as if, like, you can just, like, this is the Deion Sanders stuff. Oh, we'll just go in the portal. What did we find out about the portal with Colorado? When you just hire a bunch of mercenaries and cast off at the last minute, it usually doesn't lead to a lot of depth and it doesn't lead to a lot of good guys up front. You're going to try to rebuild your own line. Oregon State has a little bit of this too, where it's like, well, we got a Michigan guy. Cool. You got a receiver from Michigan that's played three snaps in, in two years. Maybe he turns into something, but we got to stop this. Oh, we got a kid from Michigan. Oh, we got a kid from, from Alabama. Are they any good? Or was it a kid that got there and washed out and, and, and they, 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 they booted him? So you get these schools now that when they lose their coach, they're just being gutted. 
and you can't recruit those kids because most of your recruiting class is already signed from the year before. Half of those kids, by the way, in these programs like Alabama, I think Alabama's lost five or six of their top recruits. UW had a bunch of decommitments. So you're losing, you're losing most of your star players. You're losing a lot of depth. You're losing the big names out of your recruiting class. There's just no easy way to rebuild that. You know, and I'm not saying that UW or Alabama is going to be dog s, but if you think that this isn't going to have a major impact next year, and then the year after that, hopefully you can rebuild and a good coaching job. But both of these guys in Fish and and DeBoer are are really facing a, a tough first year, especially when the expectations. I don't know about UW. I don't know what their expectations is, but I'm pretty sure down in this place called Tuscaloosa, they don't want to hear about the transfer portal and that things are unfair, although they're whining about it. They want you to win 11 games and play for a college football championship, and I'm not certain how realistic that is. Well, isn't Fish bringing his whole Arizona team with him? It doesn't sound like it. Oh, he's not? He's bringing most of his staff, but everyone thought that the quarterback and the receiver, the two big guns, were going to come with him. They aren't? And that's Dennis Dodd, and I haven't seen anything official from them, but the the two big guns that they everyone assumed were coming with, now he did get his back, which is nice. He is bringing his running back with him, but the the running back and the, and the, uh, the quarterback, as of right now, we're hearing that they aren't coming. Because that's the other one. Fafita? Fafita. Is he staying at Arizona? And McMillan. Both supposedly are staying at Arizona. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens. And again, when we get to the spring, there's another transfer portal window that opens up. So there's still room to move there. But by then, you're hoping to have most of your roster filled where you don't have 15 empty spots. So it's it's a rough go for anyone that loses their coach after the portal has kind of settled down. Yeah, that is rough. It's just It's tough. I get what you're saying about Bama. Washington is interesting. I I don't. I mean, fish. I'm not really sure all the love for fish. You know, he's a guy who has bounced around a lot. I don't think he's ever been anywhere more than three years. I also think, I but I know, like him. He's a good coach. He's just the. He's had one good year. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I worry <laughs> about that. Well, not only that, but is it a great hire when pretty much everyone thinks he's gone in three years, and he even said it? Like, is that does that? He's he's like this new. Jed Fish is like the poster boy for this new age, hit the portal, win 10, and move on to the next gig coach. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. And he's even said that. That's yeah. exactly what he did at Arizona. And I find it interesting that I don't know how UW's fan base is reacting to Jed Fish, but, you know, I just listen to people talk about Jed Fish like he's this great coach, and maybe he is, but to me, I don't know, he's kind of unproven, and he clearly is on to the next big thing the second it comes along. I mean, he seems like a guy who who has been passed over so much that he'll do everything he can to strike while the iron's hot. And clearly, UW was a better situation than Arizona. Yes. So he jumped. So how good of a hire is it if he leaves in three years? Now, he may not leave. He may not do a good enough job to be that hot name. Yeah. <laughs> but then UW fans are mad at him then because he's not, <laughs> winning enough you know so i i don't know about the fish hire i mean i i don't know what else they could have done they tried to get kansas's guy yeah and uh, from what i hear that was really close yeah. they almost got him and so this goes this goes back to the same thing like with the and lanning we never it, it's impossible to know was fish or was it leipold or was it climbing which one was your first choice were you having multiple conversations it's like it's it's really hard to know because no one's going to come out and be like this was our third choice. And no one, you know, if you're at Kansas, you're not going to come out and be like, hey, I flirted with, Dude. you know, I flirted with UW. But well, it, he's pretty honest, though. Leipold, again, we talk about Landing's honesty. Lance yeah. Leipold has been pretty uh, upfront, as upfront as a coach can be, yeah. about what he needs and what he wants to keep him happy. Yeah. And it sounds to me like Washington had Leipold ahead of Fish mm. because there this, was a lot of smoke there. From the what second I was Leipold came out and said, I'm staying. Fish was announced. Yeah, um, so I think they were waiting on Leipold. It sounds to me like uh, Leipold was looking at Washington very closely because, and he again, he's he seems to be playing his cards as honestly as possible. He's saying, "Hey, I want to stay here." They hadn't they hadn't locked him up yet. Yeah. He was just like DeBoer. He they had been talking about uh, an extension and like we're going to take care of you. We want to keep you. Want to do everything we can to keep you at Kansas, and they never did. And here comes Washington. Apparently, what he did was he looked at Washington's NIL and he took that back to Kansas. He said, "We need that. 
that, they, that that's and, what I want. And they said, yeah. And they're offering it to me. Right. And they said, yeah. And, you know, he got a big raise and everything. And so he stayed at Kansas, which is, that's about as honestly as you can play it, I guess. Yeah. And the, the like, I think. But I think he was ahead of Fish. I like, if Fish stays, I think it's a great hire. I do. I, I think that Fish, when, when you say that he hasn't stayed anywhere, that's true. But he's really only had one. He's only he's only had one real job. Um, he was the UCLA interim coach for like two games, but Arizona was his first job where he was a head guy. Now he's got an extensive background in the NFL. I mean, he's bounced around, I mean, everywhere from the Seahawks to, and then he's in, in, been to college, Miami and Jacksonville and Michigan and UCLA and the Rams. And he's a very well-respected guy uh, and is a very bright mind. But I think when you look at it, and the reason why people are excited about him at UW is he took over an Arizona program that, in all honesty, was kind of like what Oregon State was when Jonathan Smith took it over. It was dead. It was a that program's never won, never been to a Rose Bowl, never won a conference title. I mean, outside of uh, you know, it was a Dick Tomey had a couple good years there with Desert Swarm, and Rich Rod made it to a New Year's Six bowl game once. But Arizona just doesn't have. It's one of the worst traditions in the Pac-12. And Fish took over a dead program, went 1-11, 5-7, and then 10-3. And And in those three losses, two of them were in overtime. And one of them against UW was a single-score game, even though I don't think that was as close as people make it out to be. But I think the idea was not only was he building something, but he was out-recruiting where Arizona should have been recruiting. He was landing kids and making inroads when they shouldn't have been able to do that at Arizona. So people look, well, if he built that at Arizona, what could he do at UW with way better resources? And you so know, I, I think they, that's the excitement. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I'm not saying he's bad. I just I think he's kind of slimy. And I think it's also... It's kind of funny for me to sit and watch UW fan like, oh, Kalen DeBoer is so yeah. so full of crap. Well, so is freaking Fish. Jed Fish. Yeah. His apparently his um meeting with players at Arizona was just as bad as DeBoer's at Washington yep. because everybody felt um slighted. Slighted and disrespected that yep. he he's screwing them over. Yep. Well, so you love Fish, but you hate DeBoer. They're the same guy. Yeah. I just feel like if if I don't think DeBoer's really like that. I think that's kind of unfair and it's probably unfair to Fish. I just think Fish seems kind of rich roddy slimy. And by the way, you know who else they said that about? Uh oh, 1 in 10, what do you say? 1 in 10 or 1 in 11, one in 5 11. wins five, and then yep. Freaking Willie Taggart. Yeah. South Florida, two and ten, four and eight, <laughs> eight and five, ten and two. Yeah. Oh, what can he do with better resources? Hire him at Oregon. He Nothing. was a disaster. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think I'd like to uh, if at UW, I would think that they could get a guy more proven. But again, it was the timing of everything. It's it was, tough. It was late. Yeah. And I and by and, the way, I do think coaches realize that that when you get put behind the eight ball like that, and you're going to get a roster gutted and that ne- doesn't necessarily have a lot of great depth. I do think guys like uh, Leipold look at that and realize that you are maybe stepping into a little bit more of a hornet's nest than you realize. Yeah. So Jed Fish is uh, the new coach at Washington. Brent Brennan, former Beaver guy, is at Arizona. He goes over from San Jose State. And people are really excited about him. And his wife went to the University of Arizona. That's a good hire for Arizona. That, That makes sense. The other thing Fish said was, I was listening to a clip Dusty played when he I was driving in, and he said, oh, he's like, look, anybody knows that in college football, you got to be in the Big Ten or the SEC. Yeah. That's all Jed Fish cared about. Yeah. He didn't care about Washington. Yeah. He just is like, okay, they're going to pay me more, and I get to be in the better league because I'm jumping to the Big 12. Yeah, That's all he could get at the time. Now he gets something better, and he's like, see ya, I'll go to the Big Ten. I just think three, four years, if he has any success at all, he's out of there. Unfortunately, and Washington's back in the same spot. And by the way, this is no different than it's ever been. It drives me a little crazy that we have this revisionist history. College football has 10 to 12 schools that are seemingly above this. And outside of that, it is it is a rotating cast of characters. There are very few schools that are immune from this. Where there there is not a significant better job out there, and that's what, true, but it's the timing of it. Yeah, well, it's, it's a matter of who else is out there when your job opens. How yeah. soon do you know your job's open? Yeah. When is it open? Is it open right after the season? Is it open yeah. in January because some guy uh, cashes out right after the playoff? Like Washington got it put in a bad spot. Wait until Jim Harbaugh leaves, and at least yeah. Michigan knows that he's leaving. There's another bad spot. But yeah, right and, and hopefully, I, I think Michigan will hire more. I think they'll hire their offensive coordinator and try to just hold on to everybody. 
um, to try to keep continuity. They probably but already have that deal done. I would assume so. That it's it's just it's going to be a seamless transition because they don't want their roster gutted. And when your coach leaves, believe it or not, this is crazy. <laughs> UW and and Alabama. I'm not saying that you would trade. You would trade it. But if we're if you're talking about two, three, four years down the road, Washington and Alabama would have been better served not making the college football playoff. Meaning their coach not doing as good a job? No, their coach would have left, and he would have left at the end of November. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd save him a month. Save a month. Wait, key month. Key month. You would have had a chance to go out and <laughs> get a new guy in, solidify the recruiting class, not get, well, not, not, right. not get victim to get picked apart. Your success... And playing in the college football playoff, and in Washington's case, playing for the national title, while you all want that, that is the goal for next year and maybe the next two years, that time ended up being a, a horrible thing for your program overall. Well, and that, and about, that's stupid. Yeah, I know it is stupid. That's why they need to change the, the calendar. Yeah. But the, you think about that Alabama win at Auburn. Yeah. You know, does Nick Saban step down after if they don't go to the playoffs? Or does he say, I'm not leaving like this? Or that, or does he step down after and not and just say somebody else is going to do the bowl game? I'm out. He yeah. probably would see the bowl game through anyway. I don't know. I don't but, know. But yeah, it's 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 weird that in the system. And again, I'm the system is what it is, and kids should be able to be paid. Kids should be able to leave wherever they want to go because coaches sure as hell do. And we know it's the mini NFL, but the calendar, the calendar has to change because you can't punish. In my opinion, you shouldn't. You can because you just did. But you shouldn't punish Alabama, UW, and possibly Michigan for winning, playing for, and making the college football playoff. That shouldn't be a punishment with the way the calendar yeah, sits. It sucks. But it is. All right. Our NFL playoff pepitas coming up next. Uh, here is Schultz with Sports Center. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. You know, as Oregon fans, we were talking to Joey Harrington on Friday before we get to our NFL playoff, Pepitas. Um, and he was like, man, I got to pinch myself that the Oregon football coach said, eh, Alabama, sorry, I'm staying at Oregon, you know? Yeah. And I feel that way. Us Kansas fans feel that way about not losing our coach to Washington. That was, yeah. I mean, that's, we have come a long way. Yeah, anytime your school... Uh, is involved in one of those rumors. It's a like I follow a couple Arizona reporters and I follow some UW reporters and you know for all the just kind of the schools in the Pac-12 and some of the uh, national brands and you, you you can just see the panic that sets in and you just know well, it's going to be a forty-eight to seventy-two hour just you're biting your nails. I think the thing that hurts for Washington fan is that you know you're kind of in the same boat as Kansas fan. Yeah, right now yeah. in a sense that. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine, he's and he's a husky, and he's like, "Look, I I would choose this season and DeBoer leaving over keeping him and going four and eight or just winning nine games every year." Yeah, and he doesn't leave, right? And I totally get that. I think the the thing that stings is when you're Kansas. Yes, we're always looking over our shoulder at who's coming for our coach mm-hmm. every year. Doesn't matter who it is. Period. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Washington, you thought maybe you, you think were. you're like Oregon, and Oregon just said j- just kept its coach. Uh, f- the Alabama job opened and Oregon kept its coach and you didn't. Yeah. That's what stings. I think it's it's this idea that I think Washington fan thought maybe they were on better footing as a overall program. 
than they really are. But remember, too, that, you know, this only just happened for Oregon because you lost two coaches to worse jobs than the <laughs> Alabama job. And yeah. look, but, I, but all it has to if it happens one, one time, time, it changes yeah. everything about how you feel about it, the program. But, but you said it best when you said it's a timing thing. And I'm not here to, to say that, that Lanning is, is, you know, this or that. If this, if the Alabama job comes open after Lanning's been here a year and doesn't have the twenty million dollar uh, buyout, if he doesn't have the Nike stock, <laughs> are we maybe talking about this differently? And he looks at it, or if the Alabama job had come open two years and the and and it's between Dan Lanning and uh, Dan Lanning going to to Alabama or to Oregon for his first head coaching job, he's not picking Oregon. So you said it; it's a timing thing. It's an absolute timing thing that if if the Alabama job hadn't come open, does DeBoer sign the eight year extension? You know, at nine million bucks a pop with a twenty million dollar buyout. Yeah, and then he M- is most there. likely, and then he is there. So <laughs> you you mentioned it. It's a, it's a it's a timing thing. Yeah, with, but it's with, just with, interesting with that so many of these these programs. It is, but it, Oregon and Washington had the same exact scenario: one left, one stayed. Yes, at the same time. at the same time. So that that's what yeah. I think. That's what stings with well, Washington. Well, and, and you just got and you done, end up with Jed Fish, yes. and it's like, and, ah. and for Washington fan, yeah. you know, you spent you you spent, was it Wednesday night? You spent laughing at Oregon because the, the the report was that Oregon could be losing their third coach in whatever it is, like six years, and it's stepping stone you and all of this, and <laughs> Lanning's gone. And then, you know, 48 hours later, it's it's the meme of the old man's like, I need an ambulance, I need an ambulance, then he pulls a gun, but not for me. Like, it's, you got to be real <laughs> careful. Mood. Yeah. When, when you're throwing well, shade, you got to be real careful because this game is is heartless and it's brutal and it will turn on you in a dime and they just well and oregon went through it twice twice uh in a row and and you know washington just played for the title like you talk about being on a high like cocky sniffing all the way to to bed that wednesday night the only the only thing i'll I'll tell you dub or oregon or kansas or anyone or just be like us and byu and no one wants our coach ever See, that's the beauty part about BYU. No one ever comes for our coach. I thought they did for a while. Sataki? <laughs> ah, I no thought one. he was kind of a hot name for a while. He wasn't was. Navy talking about him or something? <laughs> Navy, man. <laughs> Navy. I think <laughs> Oregon was, uh, he was a name in the, oh, one of those Oregon He, was, he, he came was, up for the Oregon He, job. he wasn't going to get it. He, but he wasn't was getting name. squat. I love Kalani, <laughs> but trust me, he'd just be happy to be at BYU. Didn't no, he it, come up for the Washington job, too, when no. uh, Jimmy Lake was? He has never been, it's not. Uh, he's, he's at BYU and he's just going to stay at BYU uh, until they fire him. So be like us and be mediocre and no one will come for your coach. But the uh, the reality of, of college football, and this is the only saving grace. And you saw this with Washington. You saw it with Arizona, with Fish. Uh, you, you know, you, you can see it. Uh, Harbaugh, two years ago, was going to get fired and they just won a national title. College football is now, with the portal and all of that, it is more like the NFL than ever before. Because while the the, the Bamas and the LSUs and stuff, they're always going to have giant advantages. It is more like the NFL is that you can rise and fall in a short period of time in better than, than ever before. You can put together something really special and have a great year, especially with the new expanded playoff. And you can go from from a pile of crap to a national champion in two years, see Washington, or at least playing for it. The problem is, much like the NFL, those windows close real fast. They can close real fast in college. So that's the only thing I'll say is that you may be taking your lumps now and you feel like everyone's laughing at you. The right hire, you can be back up on top, lickety split, and be careful when you're on top pointing fingers at everyone because you're one guy away from having the, the deck pulled out from underneath you. And can I say as a Duck fan, nobody comes out looking worse in this than Washington fan, and I'm here for it. I, I saw Twitter accounts getting deleted after all the smack talking, after Kalen DeBoer left and Dan Lanning stayed. I mean, it's just kind of sad. I think Husky fan has kind of been exposed in this. Oh, is, zip it, Duck they boy. They have. You guys are as bad as any fan base in the country. You're the same person. Mm. UW fan and Oregon fan no. are the exact same. Absolutely individual not. you're the same person 
everyone, when growing up in the area, everyone hated UW fan because of who they were and how they acted. And then Oregon became the big dog and you became UW fan. Oh, at least Oregon fans a good hangout. Washington Husky oh my. fans just a nerd. Come on. <laughs> He's a nerd. And now, and now UW got a taste of success and they get all crowned up oh. again and they've been humbled. And now Oregon fans like, well, see, UW fan. You're the same person. Well, it's a college basket or a college football fan base. They're all the same yes. to some extent. But, um, yeah, I mean, don't act like if the shoe were on the other foot, <laughs> Oregon fan wouldn't be acting the same way. Because you're doing it right now. No, I, hey, I was very— I was you know very, yes, no, I was. At the time I when was, they hired Kalen DeBoer, thought it was a great hire, and I'm not sitting there. Like, if Dan Lanning left for Alabama, I get it. But when you have Washington Husky fans <laughs> be like, why would he leave us? It's Alabama! <laughs> Enough said. Yes. I love that. Um, I just had a thought. Ooh, that's scary. First time for everything. Yeah. If Kalen DeBoer flames out at Alabama mm-hmm. and Jed Fish moves on, which he will. <laughs> Fish to <Good> Bama. <laughs> that's a good one. Fish to Bama or my my first thought was DeBoer back to Washington? God. I don't think they'd take him. They wouldn't take him? I will tell you what. I don't I don't have he's a burned bridges even though he didn't. He all he did was leave. Oh yeah, he's the, they hate him up there. They're ready to. But well, all he did was leave. Well, the belief is, and again, I know I've we've not, been through all we, this. The, just... the belief is that he knew months ago that he was gone. The AD even stoked the flames when he came out and said, "When did you know?" And he said it was like October, end of October. They put a very attractive contract in front of him, eight million plus, and DeBoer wanted nothing to do with it. And it was at that point they were like, "Uh, oh, crap." Is it possible he was just leaving his options open, like any of us would? Probably, but you know, when you know, it, it's it's the circumstantial evidence, and we all want to believe that when we're burned, like, so he's if, out. Yeah, so he would not. I don't. Know. They wouldn't have no, him back. As would, good of a coach as they would. Okay, so back. Jonathan Smith to Washington. Yes, in three years. Yes, <laughs> and DeBoer and Fish to Alabama. <laughs> I I there do, you go. I do not want to wish this upon anyone. And one of my dearest friends in the whole wide world is a diehard dog. And I I don't I wouldn't want to do this to him. But you know me, and I find misery to be hilarious at times. And I'm not gonna lie. Jed Fish building UW. Let's say like he he has to take in the shorts a little bit this year because it's going to be a rough go. Like you're just you're not starting from scratch, but you know it's UW's not winning the Big Ten next year. Second year pretty good. Third year win the Big Ten maybe play for the, the you know playoff that sort of thing. Like you mentioned, DeBoer gets <laughs> and Fish leaves for Alabama. The irony of it and just the 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 sheer comedy train wreck that that would be. I don't wish it upon anyone, but I'd watch. I'd, I'd watch. And you know what? It's honestly, it's in in today's world, it's not that far fetched. No, it isn't. It's not. Can I already say though that Jed Fish would not be a good hire for Alabama? <laughs> Notably, ducking a Washington fan swinging at me right now. Uh, all right, we got to go. NFL playoffs next on the fan. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. All right, first hour. Hey, we're we're live. Live. We'll do it live. We're doing it live. Playoffs. Uh, we are doing it live. We'll do it live. Uh, we're here today. We made it in. For you. Sure. For you. For you, we made it in. And I don't mean you, Souk. I mean the listeners. The we, the editorial we, the royal we. And so, hour one, college football coach talk. Love college football coaching talk. It's <laughs> wait, great. Wait till Harbaugh leaves and we get a whole nother round of it. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think when Harbaugh leaves, they're going to promote the dude who won all the games while he was out. Yeah. Because at this point, they're, you were talking about bad timing. Yeah. At this point, they just got to they just plug the hole. Yeah, and that's the, the you know? Sharon Moore is the, yeah. the offensive coordinator. He did a good job. Yeah, and, and I guess everyone there loves him. The team loves him because he'll take the defensive coordinator with him. It sounds like Harbaugh will. And, you know, it's, it's plug and play supposedly there and – you don't hopefully get your roster gutted if you if you if you do that. You imagine Michigan having to go out and, and deal with. Well, I think the Alabama thing honestly is going to scare a lot of programs because the idea that if it can happen to Alabama, it can happen to anyone. And by the way, I I like Alabama. Uh, I, I I thought Saban did a great job. I like watching excellence, but 
it is hilarious to watch their fans talk about the unfair system. It's I call it the Jim Irsay thing. They're like Bama fan. Yeah, Bama fan is livid right now and Why? is crying because the system is unfair and the transfer portal is a mess and that that everyone can leave their program but they can't go get anyone in at this point and they're literally talking about it being an unfair system i'm like oh my god jim ursay all the fans are the same yeah it's like the being a rich white billionaire you'll never know the struggles but i think a lot of people are kind of scared at this point saying god if this can happen to alabama it can happen to anyone and it by the way, that is true. If well, Al- yeah. if Alabama can get gutted like this by your coach leaving, it can happen yeah. anywhere. It's just a different landscape now. Yeah. And you just hope to hold on to your coach like Kansas and Oregon, two premier programs. <laughs> That's right. Hey, and BYU too. Huh? Huh? How about that? Yeah. yeah. And BYU, you just don't win enough. And you Although we're not done. We're, we're done with football. We're a basketball school now. I don't know if you've paid any attention, but you know. Yeah, they're ranked 20th or something. It's cute. <laughs> BYU is the Big 12 powerhouse now. I thought this Big 12 basketball was supposed to be like something. Uh, it is. They're deep. Some, something big. but Deep and good. You know. I guess they said last night I was watching the Kansas game. They said there's eight. Eight of the 12 are ranked. Yeah. The Big 12. Including. You know, in the Ken Palm rankings, you know who's the second-ranked Big 12 team? BYU Cougars. Behind? It's not Kansas. Kansas Kansas is like third or fourth. Mm. Trying to tell me I should uh, maybe place some chips on BYU in the tourney right now? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. (laughs) Trust me, when it comes to the tourney, uh, you know, our 6'8 wideout that we throw at you. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. That'll, that'll die. Yeah. A fiery death in March. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't bet on the but poker hey, there in the uh, in, in in the tourney. Wednesday night in February. <laughs> That's right. We'll get you. We'll get you. Okay. Now. 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 NFL playoffs. The Pepitas next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.